Hey, this is Kerwin Santiago, pastor of Social Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today, and I pray that this message blesses you and helps you grow in your faith to become more like Jesus. because God is going to speak to you this morning. God has a word for you. Before I start, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for the recognition on my birthday. I appreciate that you guys have shown me so much love. I know that we didn't celebrate it. We couldn't do anything last Sunday or they couldn't do anything because Mother's Day Mothers are always getting in my in the way of my birthday. Mess it up. Come on, you know, if you if you have a birthday in Christmas, you know how it is too. Christmas messes up your birthday, but man, I'm so grateful uh, for God giving me this opportunity to be able to pastor such a great church. Uh, Social Church is a church that was born out of the heart of God, and it was something that God placed in my heart uh, two years ago two years that we've been uh, here with Social Church, and I truly believe that God has so much more in store for us as a church. I believe that even in two years, come on, even in two years, we still haven't seen a little bit. We still haven't seen what God wants to do with us. We've seen just a little bit, but I believe that God has so much more. And I don't know if you believe that this morning. If you believe that God has more. Come on, if you believe that God has more, put your hands together and give them a praise this morning. But thank you so much. My wife didn't say my age. She was like, I'm not going to say it. I'll say it. I don't care. 39. (laughs) Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. 39 years old, man. I'm almost there. Well, my wife is already. <laughs> but I just turned 39 next next year. You know, it's you know, next year. It's next year. It's next year. But man, I, I'm so happy for everything God uh, has done in my life up to this point. And you know that as the older you get, the more you begin to appreciate the people around you. You know, the, the more you, you begin to understand that it's not about, life is not about things. You know, it's about the relationships that you get to build around you. Um, and I thank God for the people that God has placed in my life. Uh, my wife, you know, she was like, oh, he's looking younger and, you know, and all that. And that's because I, you know, I, I have to dye my beard now. And <laughs> you don't know how long it takes me to do my hair you know, when I have to come to church, during the week, I just put a hat on, man. I'm like, you know, I'm getting too old for this stuff. But I'm just grateful to be alive. <laughs> That's all I can say. This morning, we're starting a new series. And you've probably heard the title. And I, I just got to say, I got to recognize in this part, too, I got to recognize Pastor Andy Stanley was the one that came up with this title, this series. And we, since last year, we've been doing series from different pastors who are great men of God, who have allowed for other pastors to use their material. Um, Pastor Craig Rochelle, uh, Pastor Chris Hodges, um, Pastor Andy Stanley. Man, they, they're doing so many great things for the church of God. Um, and, and we have the opportunity to just work together in the kingdom of God um, and bless the church. And so this series is from Pastor Andy Stanley. And the title, I, when I saw it, it, it caught my eye and I, it was interesting. And I said, I, I think this is a great series for right now, for this moment. Uh, right as we go into our next series, our next series, you don't want to miss that. After this series, we're going to do a series called At the Movies. And you've probably been to other churches where they do those types of series. They take messages from movies uh, and, and then they preach a message from the Word of God about something in the movie. And we're going to do that in the next series. But this series, starting today, I think the title is just so awesome. And it's catchy. It's, it's called Me and My Big Mouth. And you, you've probably said that at some point. 
You know, when, you, when you've said something that you later thought about and you were like, man, I shouldn't have said anything. You've probably thought, man, me and my big mouth, always getting into trouble. And I, and I, I want to I ask you to say the title of the series with me out loud. I want you to say it. Say it proud. Shout it out. I want you to say me and my big mouth. Me and my big mouth. I want you to say it one more time and say it louder than that if you can this morning. If you ate breakfast this morning, you can do it. Come on, you got energy. Say me. Me big mouth you see I want you to notice this that it's not my husband's big mouth my wife's big mouth my friend's big mouth it's your big mouth you know what I'm saying it's me and my big mouth and I think that all of us have to admit this we've all gotten in trouble with our mouth and because of the things that we've said at some point or another, and I just want to give you what the takeaway is going to be for the whole series. It's going to be four messages. Today is the first one, four messages on this series, me and my big mouth. And the takeaway that I want you to get this, I want you to, if you, if you forget everything else that I'm about to say today, and even for the rest of the series, do not forget this. And I'm going to repeat it today, and I'm going to repeat it next week, and for the following next three weeks, I'm going to repeat this again and again. So I want you to get it now, and I want you to get it into your system so that you will not forget it. You can forget everything else, but don't forget this one. And I want you to remember what the idea is going to be about. What, what we're going to talk about throughout this series. And it's very simply the big takeaway that I want you to go home with is that we have to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Now, nobody's saying amen. Everybody got quiet all of a sudden. It's like crickets outside right now. We got to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Now, I don't know if maybe that's too simple for you this morning, but I think that even though it might sound simple, it's hard to apply. It might sound simple, but it's hard to apply. And the reason is because a lot of times when we're in conflict and when we're in arguments with other people or when we have disagreements for some reason or another and we come up into difficult conversations with other people in our lives in any type of relationship there's something that takes place in us and it's that our minds our ears and our heart tend to shut down come on can I get an amen right now when we come up into hard conversations when we begin to have arguments with other people when we have disagreements, the first thing that we do, the first thing, and this is for everybody, the first thing that we do is that we close up. We shut down. We stop listening. And that's why it's so important that we get it, get it right now. That we understand that we have to be quick to listen and we have to be slow to speak. You see, because when we close up, we no longer listen and we no longer try to understand. But the reason why this is important is because all of us, no matter who we are, no matter where we are in life, no matter where we come from, we all want the same thing. We all want the same thing. All of us want to be heard and we want to be understood. I'm going to say that again because I want you to get that. We, all of us want the same thing. All of us. You want it. Your husband, your wife wants it. Your friend wants it. Your, your mother, your dad wants it. Everybody wants it. We all want to be heard and we want to be understood. Come on, can I get an amen? That's, that should be an amen right there. We all want to be heard and we want to be understood. And a lot of times in life, we feel like we're not being heard and we're not being understood. We feel like a lot of times people around us do not get us. They don't understand what we're trying to say. And a lot of times that feeling that we have about not being heard and not being understood is right on point. It's on point because, listen, all of us have a hard time listening. And because we have a hard time listening, we have a hard time understanding people. You see, we all want to be heard and we want to be understood. And if we want that, then we have to get this point that is in order to be heard and in order to be understood, we have to be quick to listen 
and slow to speak. Say it with me this morning. Say we got to be quick to listen and slow to speak. You might say, Pastor, well, you know, there, there are some things that people will say and there are some things, some point of views and some perspectives that people have and some beliefs that I just, I really can't agree with. And I, I don't know if I can listen and I can try to understand because it, it just doesn't make sense. And what I want to tell you is that a lot of times we feel that way because we don't agree with everything everybody says. We don't agree with everything everybody does. We don't. That's the truth. And we're never going to agree with everything that everybody says or with everything that everybody does. But communication is a two-way street. I want you to listen to me this morning. Communication is a two-way street. You have to not only speak, but you have to be willing to listen. And probably that principle right there will help you in your relationships this morning. If you take that with you and you understand communication is not just about me talking. It's not just about what I have to say. Communication is about talking but also listening. It's about understanding what is being said. And so that's why we have to be quick to listen and slow to speak. You see, because there are people right now that you probably wish they were here in this place. You're like, man, this series, if this person was here, this is a message for them. You probably think it in your mind, man, if my dad or my mom or my sister or somebody that I know was here this morning, this would be for them. I wish they were here. But listen, you stop wishing they were here. This message isn't for them. This message is for you. It's for you. Can you say that this morning? Say, this message is for me. No, that was just one person that said it. I can't, I can't move on until everybody says it. This message, say it with me, this message is for me. We have a hard time accepting the fact that a lot of times we, we're the opposite of being quick to listen and slow to speak. We're actually slow to listen and quick to speak. And see, this is something that can make a big difference in your life. If you can just get it and understand that and apply it in your life, it has the potential of changing your relationships completely. It has the potential of changing your life. It has the potential of Doing something that you've never experienced before. And this, this idea of being quick to listen and slow to speak is not a new idea. It's not something that I came up with. It's not something that Pastor Andy Stanley came up with. It's something that is found in the Bible. Actually, James, the brother of Jesus, is the one that wrote this. You've got to be quick to listen and slow to speak. James was the brother of Jesus. And let me tell you a little, bit, a little bit about James. James didn't believe in Jesus at first. In fact, you know how it is with brothers and sisters. As the brother of Jesus, at one time we know in the Bible that Jesus was talking about being the son of God. And his family shows up because they thought that he was crazy. And I'm pretty sure that James was there. And James was one of them that thought that he was crazy. He thought he has lost his mind. And he really didn't believe in Jesus while he was alive. It wasn't until after Jesus died, was crucified, and then rose again that James comes to believe and see he is the real deal. He is the Messiah. And so James becomes a Christian. And he becomes the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And the Bible says, or the Bible doesn't say, but we know by history that James was martyred. James was martyred for his faith because he believed in the resurrection. And not only did he believe in the resurrection, James preached the resurrection of Christ. And there were some Jewish leaders that did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And because they didn't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they plotted against James to kill him. They took him to trial. And after taking him to trial, they found him guilty and they stoned him to death. But before James died, he writes us a letter. And it's in our Bible. The letter that James writes is the book of James, the letter of James, the epistle of James. It's in your New Testament. And in the book of James or in the epistle of James, James says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. In other words, this means pay attention. What I'm about to say is important. James, in other words, he's saying, listen, if you're taking notes, take note 
of this right here. Sit down and get ready to listen to what I'm about to say. Because this is important. He says, my brothers, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. You gotta be, everyone should be quick to listen. Now, I don't know if you get what James is saying. But James is not just talking to some people. He's talking to every person. Everyone should be quick to listen. How do we listen quickly? What does it mean to listen quickly? When James speaks of listening quickly, he's saying that we have to make listening our priority. We have to make it our priority in relationships. Listening is important. Say with me, listening is important. It's important. And we have to make it first. We have to make it the most important thing in our relationships. We have to listen before we do anything else in our lives. Listening is so important. It should be the most important thing in your relationships. And that's why James takes time out to write in his letter to the church that they should take note of this. This should be something that you should write down in your notes on your phone. This should be something that you should put in your journal. This is something that you should keep in your heart. Because it is one of the most important things that you could ever do or learn in your life. It is to be quick to listen. It is to make listening the most important thing in life. You know, I, I see this all the time. In church, we come to church, man, and we're such bad listeners. A lot of times we come to church and we come, but our minds is something else. A lot of times we come to church and we get so used to coming to church that we forget to listen so that we can understand what is being said. We forget that listening is important. And a lot of times we come and we hear, but we're not listening. And a lot of times we hear that the pastor is talking, but we're not taking what he's saying with us. And we go home and we go about our lives and we go to doing the things that we do. But you know what happens? We keep on doing the same things, living the same way, making the same mistakes because we haven't learned to listen. Listening should be priority. Say with me, listening should be priority. It should be the most important thing. We should be able to listen before we do anything else. Can you turn to somebody and tell them you should listen before you do anything else? And I believe that this is important because it's a principle that goes together with love your neighbor. It goes together with the principle of do unto others what you want them to do unto you. And all of us, we said, we want to be heard and we want to be understood. So if we want to be heard and understood, maybe that's the first thing that we should be doing for others. We should be listening. We should be hearing to try and understand what is going on in other people's lives. The most important thing in any relationship, I want you to get this this morning, is to listen. Make listening your priority. But you see, that's not the only thing that James says. James also wants us to understand that after being quick to listen, the next thing that we have to do is be slow to speak. We have to be slow to speak. Let me give you the reference because I don't know if I gave it to you and I don't know if I, the guys up there have it. James chapter 1 verse 19 to 21. You don't have to look, at it, look it up right now. But you can write it down as reference. James chapter 1, verse 19 and 21. I'm reading from the New International Version. And here James is saying, not only do we have to be quick to listen, we also have to be slow to speak. Slow to speak. Literally, James is saying that we have to be late when we speak. I don't know if you get that or if that makes any sense whatsoever. But when it comes to speaking, James is saying, wait. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult when you're in the middle of an argument and somebody is saying something that you don't agree with or that it's not true. I know it's hard to wait, to hold on, to not talk, 
But this is the exact same thing James is saying if we want for our relationships to be better. If we want for our relationships to grow. If we want for our relationships to be healthy. We have to be quick to listen but slow to speak. That means that we got to shut our trap at times. That we just got to be quiet. That we just have to be willing to listen to what is being said even when we don't agree with what they're saying. You see, when it comes to speaking, wait. Can you turn to somebody this morning and tell them, just wait. Just wait. Be late. You know how to be late to a lot of things. In fact, you're late. Let's move on. But in this instance, this is something that we should be late for. We should be late with our words. We should be late with speaking. And here's what I want you to get because you might be there this morning. You might say, Pastor, but you don't know my wife. You don't know my husband. You don't know my children. You don't know my friends. You don't know how they are. You're saying all this and you're telling me all this. But you, you really don't know how things are. Can I tell you this morning? Sometimes it's okay to interrupt, but if we interrupt, we should be interrupting to try and find out what they're saying if we don't get it. Because a lot of times we're interrupting and we're listening and we're hearing, not so that we can understand. We're listening and we're hearing so that we can come back with something, so that we can respond. We're listening to respond. We're listening so that we can come back and say something to come against the argument that they're bringing against us. And when we do that, we feel like, oh, yeah, I'm hearing. No, you're not. We should be quick to listen, slow to speak. And if we are to open up our mouth at some point in some relationship when there's an argument, there's a conflict, or there's something going on, the first thing we should do is ask a question. If we open up our mouth, it should be to find out what it is that they're saying if we don't understand it. If we, if we open up our mouth, it should be not only to probably find out and ask a question about what is being said because we don't understand it, but it should also be, we should open up our mouth also and we should speak in order to try and reiterate what the other person is saying. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but I, I've done marriage counseling. And there's an exercise that I do when a couple comes to me. And one of the first things I found out as I started counseling married people, is that we are so bad at listening. Couples come in with differences, with problems, and everybody has their perspective and their point of view, and they each come believing, I'm right. And as a pastor, you know, you're like a referee. You can't take sides. You got to be in the middle. So you try to listen to both sides and be objective about what is happening. But it's hard when you have two people that do not want to hear, listen, and understand. All they want is to prove their right and to prove their point. Come on, can I get an amen if I have anybody here that understands what I'm talking about? There's a simple exercise that I try to do, man, and it's so hard. It's sim it seems simple, but it's hard to do. So I take the couple and I sit them down and I say, okay, listen. Each of you are going to take turns listening. One is going to speak at a time, one at a time. And the other one is going to speak. And then the other one is going to listen. And until they're not done speaking, you don't speak. And I do that. And I have them say something. And then I have the other person as they're listening, I ask them to listen. And then after they're done talking, to repeat back to them what they understood. And you would think that they would get it. Yeah. <laughs> but you realize quickly, we are so bad at listening. And I want you to know that that's what James is saying here in his epistle and his letter. Before he dies, he decides to leave a letter to the church. That I believe is important for us today too. That it's important to build relationships, healthy relationships. And the number one key is being quick to listen. Making listening our priority in whatever relationship we find ourselves. 
But number two, that we should be slow to speak. Meaning that we should be late. That we should wait when somebody is talking. And as we're hearing, we should be hearing to try and understand what they're saying. I don't know if you're here this morning. And if you, you're here this morning and you say, I want my relationship to be better. I don't want my relationship to continue going through the drought that it's going through. I don't want to continue being in a relationship where there's conflict continually and there's no betterment. I want to be in a relationship where things change, where we can find, uh, where we can find agreement, where we can find love, where we can find peace. I don't know if that's you this morning, but if that's you, you have to understand that we have to be quick to listen and slow to speak. If you do this, the next thing that James says becomes easy. And it's probably one of the hardest things, but it becomes easy when we begin to listen first and then speak. If we're quick to listen and slow to speak, now James says, get this, everyone should be quick to listen and everyone, everyone should be slow to speak and slow to become angry. We're so busy arguing. Sometimes we're so busy trying to prove our point in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of a conflict, that we're convinced that we are right and everybody else is wrong, that we don't take time out to listen. Because we're only sometimes concerned just about winning an argument. We're concerned about being right. And listen, when you learn this in relationships, your relationship becomes better. Because a lot of times, we all have experienced this. Being right doesn't always mean that it's the best thing. Sometimes being right means that everybody loses. I don't know who I came to talk to this morning, but you know what I'm saying. You know it's the truth. Sometimes because we feel like we always have to be right in everything that we say and everything that we do, we tend to push people away. A lot of times, we end up right. We end up pushing people away from us. That's not what James wants for us. That's not what God wants for us. I believe that God wants for us to be in relationships that are healthy, that are peaceful. And it doesn't mean that our relationships will always be peaceful. It doesn't mean that we'll never experience problems. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to have differences in our relationships, but it does mean that we can learn to better our relationships. See, James is saying, if you're quick to listen and you're slow to speak, then something else becomes easier, and it's that we can become slow to get angry. And I don't know what happens with you when you get angry. But I think that all of us respond and react in different ways. Anger comes out differently for different people. Some people just bottle it in. You know what I'm saying? They don't show their anger at first. And they're bottling it in and they're just accumulating, you know, things that are against them. They have a checklist of things that are being done. And eventually the cup fills up to the top, you know, and they explode. They internalize. Maybe, maybe you're like, you know, you're like a match. You know, you turn on quickly. Any little thing sparks you. And you burst out in anger for whatever happens or whatever is said. I don't know how it is that you respond. But all of us have been there. All of us get angry. All of us, all of us experience this at some point or another. And James is saying we have to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry angry because anger is something that we all deal with in different ways can I get an amen no matter how you deal with it the best way to control your anger in your relationships is to try to understand where the other person is coming from the best way to control anger in any relationship is to try to understand what the other person is saying I want you to know this and I want you to get this because this will help you. Now, anger is something we all deal with. But the anger that James is talking about is anger that comes from drawing quick conclusions. 
that are misinformed. And they become destructive to our relationship. James is saying, this anger that builds up inside of us at times in relationships is an anger that comes from misunderstanding. Say with me, misunderstanding. Are you, are you here? How many times haven't we gotten angry because we, we misunderstood something? Now I'm not getting any amens. Come on, people. I'm going to say it again. How many times have we gotten angry? Because we misunderstood something. We got angry. We got all worked up. Ah, and this. We reacted. We blew up. We internalized. We held it in. We took it with us for three months. And then we come to realize, I misunderstood. I was angry all that time. I was carrying resentment all that time. I blew up in somebody's face. And it was because I misunderstood. We're quick to speak and slow to listen. And the anger that James talks about is the anger that builds up inside of us when we're quick in misunderstanding what is being said. And we jump to conclusions about things that are done and said to us and about us. We react in anger. And James is saying, listen, we have to be quick to listen. We have to be slow to speak and slow to get angry. You know what that means? That means that instead of jumping to conclusions, we have to start listening more. That instead of speaking, when somebody else is talking, we should shut our mouths and be willing to understand, to listen. You might be here this morning and you might be like, Pastor, why is that important? Why, why should I try to listen and understand? Because we all have our own perspectives. We all have different backgrounds. We all grew up in different ways. We didn't have the same parents. We didn't have the same upbringing. Sometimes we don't have the same principles, the morals. We come from a different place. And we have different points of views. And all of us, all of us believe that we're right in the things that we say and do. In fact, not only do we believe we're right, we also, we also, we also believe that other people don't see that we're right. They don't understand what we're saying. They don't understand what we're coming from. And everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because when we do this, we learn we grow and we become less angry. The longer that you listen, the more that you learn and the less you'll be angry. See, we have to be slow to speak and quick to listen and understand. We all come from different perspectives. We all have different points of view. And everybody does something for a reason. Everybody has a reason for the things they say and the things they do. For the things that they believe. A lot of us have reasons. We might not know exactly what they are when we do the things we do or say the things we say. But I can assure you that we all have our reasons. And we all think we're right. And that's why it's so important for us to be quick to listen. And slow to speak. Because when we listen to try and understand, something happens in us. When we begin to understand the other person and see things from their perspective, we become less angry. You know why? Because we learn something that we didn't know before. And we grow when we learn. A lot of people, and they, that's, why, that's why they hang out with people that are just like them. Because they, they hate to be wrong. They always have to be right. And usually some people, they'll always be in this little circle of friends and people they surround themselves with. People that think like them. People that see things the way they see them. People that always agree with them about everything. They surround themselves with people that are yes people, yes to everything. Never have a different perspective because God forbid 
that they would enter into a relationship where somebody has a different point of view from them. That somebody sees something different from them and they should learn something that they didn't know before. See, I love surrounding myself with smart people. I love to learn. And I'll tell you what, I like being around people that are not so smart too. Because I learn from everybody. I learn from everybody. Sometimes I have people around me saying, man, why are you always asking for people's opinions? Why do you always take things, you know, to, uh, and put them on the table so that everybody can give their opinion about it? I like to learn. I like to learn. Some people just surround themselves with people that are just like them. And you know what I say about this? These are fools that will never grow, never learn, never be better, never have healthy relationships. Because they surround with people that think just like them. And sometimes in these circles, these people, they're the smartest ones. Or they have to be the smartest ones. Because they always have to be right about everything they say and everything they do. And if you disagree with them, you're no longer their friend. They will delete you from Facebook. They will take you out of the friendship circle. So here James is saying, make listening and learning a priority. And be slow to respond. In a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey says, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. But a lot of times we have it the other way around. I want to be understood. I want for people to know what I'm saying. I want people to know what I believe. Should be the other way around. We should make listening priority if we want our relationships to be better. And we should be quick to listen, slow to speak. We should seek first to understand other people before we are understood. And I want you to turn to somebody and tell them, seek first to understand before you're understood. That's why this morning I want to tell you there's something that we should do. If this is true, then there's something that we should do. If we want to be quick to listen and slow to speak, slow to get angry, then I'll tell you this morning there's something that we should do. And it's called not being judgmental or critical. Because a lot of criticism and a lot of judgments that we come up, that, that we have about other people and the things they say and they do, are just quick because we haven't taken out the time to first listen and understand. We're going to make a decision this morning. It should be the decision to stop criticizing the things that we don't understand. It should be the decision to stop being judgmental about the things that we do not get. It should be a decision to better our relationships, to not criticize anybody before we know their story. So that we can learn about people and so that we can understand them better. I believe that that's what God wants for you and he wants it for me. He wants it for his church. If you don't listen, you're not going to understand. If you don't listen and understand, then your relationships will not improve. Because you have a perspective based on your experiences. And other people have their experiences based on their perspective. And if we want to better relationships, we have to come to a middle ground. We have to be the ones to give in and say, you know what? I'm going to be slow to speak and quick to listen. There's a reason why God says this. I believe there's a reason why James wrote it. It's not just an idea that James had. Being quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. It's not just uh, something that we can apply to our lives just to have a better relationship, even though that will be the result of it. But I believe that this is a God-given idea. It's something that is in God's heart. Being slow to speak and quick to listen and slow to, the, to get angry is something that God desires for his people. See, I believe that James is saying, listen, human anger comes from not listening. I'm talking to you. Anger comes from not listening enough and talking too much. And it doesn't produce, James says, the righteousness that God desires. The reason why we should be 
quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry, is because when we get angry, it doesn't produce the righteousness that God desires. You see, this is a God thing. It's not just Pastor Jay. It's not, oh, he's just saying that because, you know, he knows my story. He's just trying to. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're at. This is not something that I'm saying. This is something that God says to us. This is God, something that God says to his church. Because normally there's three agendas. There's our agenda. There's the other person's agenda. And then there's God's agenda. And I believe that God's agenda is the most important agenda. It's not about my agenda. It's not about your agenda. It's about God's agenda. It's about God being right. Not about me being right. Not about the other person being right. It's about God being right. And God is always right. His word is always true. Everyone's trying to be right. Everyone wants to be right. But the only right one is God. Everyone wants to be right. But the only right one is God. You see, our anger only produces the rightness that we desire. You know when we get angry? We get angry. We're like, oh, they, they have to see what I'm saying. They have to understand what I'm talking about. They have to know why I'm doing what I'm doing. They just don't know. And when we say that, we're trying to prove our agenda. We're trying to prove our rightness. And here's the key. This is what James says. It's not about you being right. It's not about me being right. It's not, not about the other person being right. It's about God being right. Anger, being quick to listen, be, being quick to speak, slow to listen, produces anger. That is not the righteousness that God desires for you and me. And righteousness is simply being right. Righteousness is God being right. Being in right standing with God. It's, who's a, it's about who is right and who's wrong. And in this case, there's only one right, and that's God. If we want to be right, then we'll lose. Because James says, this is for our benefit. Are you here this morning? And this is what God wants for you and for me. He wants for our relationships to grow, mature, to be better, to be healthy. But we have to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry so that we can produce the righteousness that God desires for us. That means that in every case, when we think about the things that we say and that we do and other people say and do, we're always thinking, God, I don't want to be right. I want you to be right. Because me being right doesn't make a relationship better. But God being right brings reconciliation. Stand to your feet. It's not what you want. It's not about you being right. It's not about you proving your point. It's about God being right. mission in life shouldn't be about being right. Shouldn't be about proving your point. Proving you're the smartest. Shouldn't be about you proving anything. Being right all the time doesn't mean that it's good for the relationship. Sometimes you're right and you all lose. And James says, you know what has to happen when you understand this? You have to get rid of all the moral filth. Get rid of all the moral filth. To get rid of means to take off. Take it off. As you take off a jacket, you take off a coat. Can I, can I see your jacket? 
relationship says, you know what? You want your relationships to improve and get better? Get rid of all moral filth. All evil. Get rid means to take it off. Take off being right. I wish I had a tag on the back that said, I'm right. But a lot of times we, we carry around a jacket that says, I'm right, I'm right. Some of you have a t-shirt that says, I'm right, right on the front right here. And James is saying, you want your relationships to be better? Do you want to be right with God? Take off being right. Stop making your life about being right. Stop making your life about always having the reason. Stop making your life about always trying to be the smartest, the most intelligent, the one that knows it all. Stop making your life about being right. Take off being right. You want your relationships to improve? Not only with people, do you want your relationship to improve with God? Make it about God always being right. And if that's true, then you got to go ahead and put on humility. Take off being right and put on humility. Humble yourself and carry it around. Walk around humbly before God and understand that it's not about you. It's not about being right. It's about God being right. Put on humility and say to God, God, here I am. I'm here. I want to serve you and give you everything that I have. And I want to improve in my relationship with you, God. I want to know you. I'm tired of just living a religion. I'm tired of going through the same motions. I want something to change. I want my relationships to be better. I want to grow in my relationships. I want to be in healthy relationships with God and with others. And if that's what you want this morning, then you got to be willing to take off being right and put on humility. Lift your hands this morning right there where you're at. And accept what James says. He says, humbly accept the word that was planted in you. In other words, put on humility. Humility is more important than you. Others should be more important than you. God should be more important than you. Doing this makes all the difference in the world. It brings salvation. James says it has the power to save you right now. It has the power to save you. This is a God thing. And if you, if you received that this morning, come on, lift your hands right there and say, God, save me from my big mouth. Help me to control my tongue. Help me to be quick to listen and slow to speak, slow to get angry so that I can produce the righteousness that you desire, not the one that I desire. Because I know that it has the power to save me. It has the power to change because this is something, Lord, that is life-giving. It's something that you do. It's something that you give, Holy Spirit. Breathe life right now in the name of Jesus into each person in this place. Give them the strength. Give them the wisdom so that they can speak your word. So that they can speak in the right time. Let them be quick to listen. Help them to make listening priority in their lives this morning. I declare today you'll leave this place to make listening priority in your relationships. To make it number one. You're going to become a good listener. Good listener. Become a great listener. 
seek to understand so that you can receive the power that saves, that changes things in the name of Jesus. Declare. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those who give. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please subscribe, share, take a screenshot, tag us, and I'll see you next time.